Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, this is Top Stories from the Bugle. I am Andy Zaltzman. Yes, it is really me. Uh, look, I'll sign my name just to prove it. Uh, it's Bugle uh, 39 now. It had a very long title, almost as long as the list of presidential candidates preparing for the 2008 US election. Here's the top story from an episode entitled McCain, Andy and John Plum New Depths with their Obama Attacker. Top story this week, Attack! The United States of America, the most indebted and therefore greatest country in the world, is currently in the process of choosing who it wants to be signatory to that debt. And you know, when, <laughs> when they've chosen that person, they may as well be president as well while they're at it. it. Really what they're looking for is a guarantor for the $9 trillion debt. That's the most important thing. The presidency is like the free travel bag or carriage clock, which is there as an incentive. <laughs> And the important thing to remember is that neither side officially has a candidate yet. Until the conventions, which are still a couple of weeks away, Obama and McCain are merely the presumptive nominees. Uh, so the campaign is still very much in its infancy, which would explain why the last week or so has been so childish. As yet, neither side has called the other a poopy head. But I worry <laughs> that it's coming, Andy. God, that'll be like 1988 all over again. Dukakis never recovered from that. It will get more and more infantile, John. It always does. I mean, who not? Uh, four years before that, 1984, uh, when uh, Ronald Reagan, in an apparent gesture of uh, conciliation, gave Walter Mondale a hug. Uh, without Mondale realising that in doing so, Reagan had taped a piece of paper to the back of his jacket saying, vote for loser. <laughs> and you know voters, that kind of thing can really affect the way they see people. You don't want to vote for a loser. You don't want to do no, that. That's right. Uh, McCain's campaign has been attacking Obama left, right and centre for what they perceive as arrogance. And let's be fair, Andy, they perceive that correctly. They're onto something. <laughs> with that because Obama is running for president, which is about as arrogant as it gets. The only problem for the McCain campaign is, so is he. And <laughs> that was his key mistake. It's a boomerang insult. McCain is also running for president, making him exactly equal in the massively arrogant stakes. History really hasn't thrown up many shy presidential candidates. Very few world leaders in the past have suffered from low self-esteem. Um, <laughs> apart from, I think, Alexander the Great apparently clammed up around people and talked at his shoes. He, he thought he was a terrible leader. That's why everyone called him Alexander the Great. They were just trying to give him a bit of a morale yeah. boost. Well, yeah, also he was different once he got out on the battlefield. That's, that's really where he was most comfortable. It was like Lindsay Davenport on a tennis court. Obama does have a certain swagger about him. Um, there's no doubt that... Him planning to give his speech accepting the nomination at Mile High Stadium, the 76,000-seater home of the Denver Broncos, <laughs> is a bit flashy. It's a bit flashy, Andy. That is not necessary. 21,000 at the convention centre would have been just fine. <laughs> well, I think the Denver Broncos are actually going to be playing a game during it as well. That'll be the interesting <laughs> thing. Members of the crowd getting spear-tackled. There are rumours of the contents of his speech. Uh, apparently he's going to ride onto the stage on a horse that's been spray-painted gold and uh, will leave afterwards by rocket pack. And uh, there's also claims that he, he plans to refer to people in the speech as puny humans. Uh, <laughs> does seem... <laughs> It does seem arrogant, Andy. But people want firm leadership in this day and age, Tom. We live in an uncertain world, and we want someone who's going to treat us like a despotic alien. And I think, you know, he can tap into that. 
I'm hoping that during this speech at the stadium, John, he will snake out a 14-foot-long tongue and just eat <laughs> someone out of the crowd. Just, just, I think that's just something that will establish his control over the American people. Send a message. Send a yeah. message to the American people. Go, right, next time it could be you. That's a powerful image. Yeah, very powerful. Not quite as powerful, though, as aligning Barack Obama with Britney Spears and Paris Hilton, as right. uh, the McCain campaign did in uh, one of their attack ads. People said this was a bit childish and not really fair, and um, I guess Spears has relatively little government experience, so there's a kind of similarity. Also, she's yet to provide hard financial figures to back up her songs. Been a very divisive political figure, Britney Spears. <laughs> To be fair, the not-so-subtle subtext of her 2007 album Blackouts was a series of energy-saving but controversial environmental measures, <laughs> including the title track, which called for a blackout in Canada during the winter months. And if you listen carefully, you can hear the backing singers singing They Might As Well Hibernate. There's a lot of similarities between Obama and Paris Hilton as well. Uh, one, they've never won a major golf title. Two, they're both taller standing up than sitting down. Three, they both saw Charles in charge on television and liked it, but can't remember the name of the guy who played Charles. <laughs> Four, they both disapprove of genocide, so that's good. Five, they're both scared of pterodactyls. And six, they've both dreamt about how funny it would be to turn up to a party with a rhinoceros's head on, but then never refer to it and see what happens. This week saw a series of attack ads from the McCain campaign mocking Obama's popularity. The one with Britney Spears and Paris Hilton was titled Celeb. And another one recently has compared him to Moses. And uh, McCain said it's important to display a sense of humour, which is true, <laughs> but it's even more important to show a good one. <laughs> Uh, he said that he's proud of these adverts, uh, and his 96-year-old mom very helpfully responded by saying the adverts were stupid. <laughs> he's, he's tried everything to make himself appear younger than he is, and his mom really has become the secret weapon, not only because she's still alive, which I think it was their, their initial tactic, but because whenever she stands next to him and says things like that, which is surprisingly often for the uh, <laughs> controlled campaign that it is, he does look like a naughty child. <laughs> oh, mom. McCain has been complaining that he isn't getting any attention from the media, and unfortunately now he's not even getting any attention from his own political ads that he is paying for. <laughs> In fact, the last eight of his ten ads have barely featured him at all. He can't even get into his own commercials. And when he does, he's just weird. One of his recent slogans was, an American president for America. And setting aside the slightly worrying undertone to that, also... <laughs> That, that isn't a proposal. That's just the Constitution. <laughs> you have to be American. It's the one thing holding me back from taking my rightful seat in the White House. <laughs> I'll, I'll never be president, Andy. It kills me to say that. And even well, I'll never be queen either. And don't try to placate me by saying that I could be king. I don't want to be king. I want to be queen. <laughs> but we're not so familiar with attack ads in Britain, John. I thought I was watching an attack ad against Gordon Brown the other day, but it turned out it was just the news. Um, <laughs> but I think maybe it's time for us to try and launch the attack ad to uh, British audience. So uh, I've actually written an attack ad about you, John. I oh, think yeah? It's about, give, about... give me your best shot. All right. Well, uh, well here it is. John Oliver is the real Richard Nixon, but more so. He's a man who comes from the same continent as Spanish dictator Franco. He's a man who may never have shoved an old woman into the path of a train, but he has certainly never stopped an old woman being shoved in front of a train. He's a man who shamelessly urinates at least three times a week and revels in eating the flesh of dead animals, sometimes in sandwiches, and this is the worst part, sometimes not. 
This is the man in whose lifetime more than one billion people have died. John <laughs> Oliver has never publicly expressed his opinion to the compulsory execution of all women who frown in public, and who, despite having had ample opportunity over the years, has never ruled out releasing nerve gas during the Super Bowl. And even worse, John Oliver was once a member of the British National Youth Theatre. Is this the kind of man you want presenting the bugle? You might as well get Paul Pot to record a podcast about hedge trimming. Take that, John. Oh, really? Take that. Oh, yeah. well, uh, I mean, I, I just wish that I'd prepared an attack ad in response of my own, Andy. Hit right. it! Andy Zaltzman. Andy Zaltzman, if that is his real name, chooses to live in London, England, the very place where just 160 short years ago the Communist Manifesto was written. <coughs> Coincidence? Impossible. When he isn't plotting the destruction of the bourgeoisie, he's lasciviously fantasizing about Florence Nightingale. Family man, Mr. Zaltzman? Or Crimean warfare fetishist? Plus, can you really trust a man who so irresponsibly lost his own bin? Andy Zaltzman. Careless with bins, careless with our lives. I'm John Oliver and I approve this message. Well, we're both looking in trouble here. Next week's Bugle could feature neither of us. Thank you for listening to the latest new episode of The Actual Bugle, Dealing with the world as it is now, not the world as it was then, is in your pod feeds right now. Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you, you, you must be so excited. Listen now. <laughs>